Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And good morning. If you are having some issues with your car, your truck, your van, and you need to bring it in for service to your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, Nick Stoffel is going to help you out. At least we can figure out what the heck is wrong with it before you get to that uh, dealer or shop. Nick is an ASC certified technician with Lloyd's Automotive. He is on the show quite often as his uh, buddy Dan Burns. Good morning to you, Nick. Good morning, Danny. How are things at Lloyd's? Well, it's still dark out, so we're we're getting <laughs> ramped, we're getting ramped up here for a, a abbreviated day today. You know, as you know, we're only here for a few hours on Saturday mornings, but we're. Uh, we're, we got a few on the schedule here, so we'll get those folks taken care of and enjoy the rest of the weekend, I hope. Well, and, and it looks like, I, I think about uh, you and your crews that have to remove snow, you're not going to have that issue at all this coming week it, and it with moderating temperatures. It doesn't seem like it. And, you know, it's one of those, the tough thing about the car repair business is that usually the weather that's not good for us, that we enjoy as folks, is good for business. So... Being that the year that we've had, I'm okay with the moderate temperatures, and we got enough snow on the ground for me, so we can just kind of roll this for a little while. Well, folks have been anxious to chat with you or send you a text already this morning. So if you have any kind of a problem with your vehicle, uh, and keep in mind that Nick's going to be with us just about uh, 745, so don't wait. Uh, some folks are already doing calling in, calling in your question, or if it's easier, sending a text. Same number, 651 989 9226. Uh, I got some texts earlier this morning, but I'll tell you what, I think Jim in New Brighton is waiting on the phone there to ask you a question. Jim, you are on CCO with Nick. Yeah, good morning. I've got a 1998 Dodge Stratus. I'm having a problem with the signal lights. Uh, they'll maybe blink like three or four times and then it'll stop. And that same lever regulates the windshield wipers and that they work fine. And if I use, if I take this lever and move it manually, well, the lights will come on. But otherwise, it'll blink three or four times, and then it'll stop. It makes you kind of think that those contacts are worn in that uh, in that lever, as you described. You know, I understand that the wipers work because that's a rotating piece, but the up and down motion might have some wear in it. The vehicle is a little bit older. Um, you know, you could take it to your mechanic or if you have a voltmeter, you might be able to try to find a way to get to the connector done by your, your knees or your feet and check to see if that signal is making and breaking. Manipulate the hand a little bit and see if it changes when you do that. So, is that an expensive fix if it, if it is, uh, needs a new uh, switch or something? Well, I would think you'd want a turn signal, obviously. You're required to have them, but if you're in the intersection and you might be able to know which way you're headed, that might be a, a safety thing. So, yeah, I would think it's worth getting fixed. 
especially if there's a short in there, it could start to affect some of the, um, some of the other items that are in that switch also. Okay, thank you very much. Could yes, that sir. be an expensive fix? You know, some of them, it, it depends, and I don't know on that particular model year. Yeah, right. Some of them you have to remove the steering wheel and the airbag. It's kind of layered in there. Some you can remove externally. Um, but I, I would assume it's going to be a couple hundred dollars, might be a little bit more. Yeah, Jim, there you go. Thank you for the call, Jim. Jim leaves that line open at uh, 651-989-9226. I find that we get a lot of text messages about this very thing. A lot of people who have working signals don't use them here in Minnesota. They, yeah, that's, uh, that's another conversation. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do a whole show on that one. Uh, 651-989-9226 is our phone number. It's also our text number. Uh, let's grab a text that came in uh, earlier this morning. Uh, it says, hi, guys. Hope you're doing well in the new year. Just wondering if you see many electric vehicles in your shop and also what your opinion is on owning one. You know, they're, uh, they're a newer technology, as we all know. We've done some tires and some basic stuff. You know, there's not a very large quantity of them. Um, typically, in our industry, the automotive aftermarket, we get the vehicles after their auto warranty. So, um, you know, once you kind of get to that three to five years, when we start seeing them, and then we'll see them to the end of their life, obviously. So I would anticipate in the next year or two, we'll start seeing more of that stuff. And, you know, we've talked in the past, Denny, it's just a new technology. Uh, we'll evolve with it as we did with hybrids, as we did with fuel injection, electronic ignition. Cars have always evolved, which is a good thing. We need to, we need to evolve. We need new technology. We need improvement. So this is a good thing for the long run, and we'll we'll roll with it. You know, it, it won't make any difference in what we do. Um, I'm excited to see how the technology improves, how the life of the battery, life cycle of the battery. Our climate's different. I'll be curious to see how a harsh winter affects the cars over a longer period of time. So it's nice that they're out there so we can start learning about them and uh, move forward from there. You see a lot of hybrids there at Lloyd's, don't you? Oh, tremendous, yes. And yeah. I think they're great. Any way we can do to lessen our uh, consumption of oil is a good thing. So if we can find a way to with hybrids, electric, um, more fuel-efficient combustion engines, too, or, you know, there's some really long... Um, lasting high miles per gallon vehicles on the road. So a lot of times you pay a premium for a hybrid or an electric vehicle when you can get a really good combustion engine vehicle that has really low emissions that will serve you very well also. Yeah, absolutely. When you can get a really good combustion engine vehicle that has really low emissions that will serve you very well also. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's grab a phone call before we uh, take a quick break. Tony is calling in from Monticello this morning. Tony, good morning. You are on CCO. Good morning. How are you? Great. Thank you. I am driving back from Fergus Falls, and I just passed Clearwater. And when I gassed up in Alexandria, it's a, I should preface this by saying I just bought this vehicle. It's used, and it has 26,000 miles on it. And since I left Alexandria, well, not since I left, about three miles out of Alexandria, the shifter went up to 3,000 or 4,000 RPMs at 70 miles an hour. So I'm back down to doing 62 on the interstate right now, and it uh, and I'm just to keep it below 3,000 RPMs. And I have 30 days to bring the car back, and I'm wondering, should I... I haven't stopped the car, 
because I'm afraid if I stop the car, the transmission is going to stop working and I'm going to be stuck in Monticello now. So what do you think? Should I bring it back to the dealer? I, I would, yes. I mean, someone needs to look at that, whether there's a failure of the transmission or an input-output sensor. Um, you know, if it's a lower-mile vehicle, you might be able to go to the any uh, franchise dealer for that manufacturer. You don't have to go back to, necessarily to the place where you bought it. Get a look at it. Um, you know, if all the gauges are normal on the dash, none of the warning lights are on, you're keeping those RPMs low, I think you're fine to continue with your drive to get to your destination. Once you get to your destination, get on the phone and try to arrange an, uh, an appointment somewhere to get a look at. All right, very good. Hang on, Nick. We're going to take a quick break. And if you have any kind of a car care question, now's your chance. Uh, Nick will be with us uh, until about 745, so don't wait. Uh, call it in or text it in at 651-989-9226. In the Twin Cities right now, uh, 13 degrees. We're heading for a high of 23. Still in the midst of a dense fog advisory until 11 this morning. You stay tuned to News Talk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. We're around every Saturday in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, Denny Long here with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive, which is located exactly where, Nick? Well, we are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. That's two blocks east of Lexington Parkway. Um, if you ever need to give us a call, feel free, 651-228-1316. And if you're online, of course... Uh, we're at lloydsautomotive.net, and that's L-L-O-Y-D-S automotive.net. Very good, Nick. We'll uh, get you that uh, phone number before Nick leaves us today, which is going to be about 745. So, uh, Nick, we've got a lot of callers and uh, texters as well, so let's uh, put you back to work here. I think Ann is calling in first off in uh, Shakopee. Thanks, Ann. What's your question for Nick? Hello. Hi. What, what can we do for you? Um, I I'm, I'm, I'm heard you talk about the trickle charger a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I, got, I mentioned it to my husband. He told it to the kids. He ended up with a trickle charger that he didn't know how to use. So this, when you talked last, this was before Christmas about the maintainer, I thought, well, wow, that sounds like a real clear deal, just like weight loss or diabetes. doesn't make much difference what number it is as long as it's not going up and down. So he mentioned the maintainer to the kids, and he got one for Christmas, and another one came to show him how to put it in. And when the light went off, he took it off and put it back in the box. So my question is, tell me more about the maintainer so I can explain it in a way that he can understand. The simplest thing with the maintainer is if a vehicle is going to sit all winter or a long period of time, you just put it on and leave it. You don't have to take it off when the light goes off. The idea is as the battery will discharge, as it sits a little bit, the maintainer will see that. It will automatically turn back on and keep the battery fully charged for you. So put it on, make sure it's secured properly, follow the instructions, and then just leave it. Very easy, Ann. All right. Hope that helps. As easy as that. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Ann. Jake is calling in from Faribault this morning, I do believe. Jake, you're on CCO with Nick. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we this morning? So far, so little foggy, but I hope you're doing well, and what can we do for you? Well, I bought a 2013 Ford Fiesta, 
And I'm noticing after uh, uh, just being parked, the brake seems to be hanging up. And if I pump it a couple times, it releases. I'm wondering, it even happened to me on the freeway. I was going down the freeway, and I noticed there was some pull. Well, it is conceivable. It's with the last year and the changing of driving habits, we've had a lot of concerns or uh, with brakes, whether it might be noise or the way that they're operating or the way they feel. In a lot of a lot of cases, the brake pad will slide back and forth as we apply and release with the, you know, the caliper squeezing it and releasing it, well, those slides can collect dirt and debris and gunk, we'll call it, which may not allow those pads to fully release. Not saying that the brakes are all the way on, but they might be just touching enough, which can give it that uneven feeling. It can make it feel like it's pulling one direction. So what we have done um, for a lot of folks is you bring the vehicle to your shop or whomever you have service it, have them take a close look at the brakes, if the brakes look fine, there's plenty of material, the rotors are clean, there's nothing to be worried about, they can take them apart, clean up those pivot points and those slides, reassemble it, and that should resolve your problem. Very good, uh, Jake. Thank, thanks for the call. Uh, more callers. Boy, Gordon is uh, next up here on CSU. Gordon calling in from Minneapolis. Gordon, what is your question Wait, for Nick Stoffel? Very good. Good morning, uh, Denny and uh, Nick. Uh, my question is I have a, a 2011 Ford Focus. It's got 137,000 miles. I had a problem with it yesterday. I had a small uh, wrench in the lower uh, left side of the, uh, the dash that came on, and then the check engine light came on. And it appeared that the transmission and the engine disconnected. I, I couldn't get any uh, uh, motion in any of the positions, whether I put it neutral, uh, reverse, park, or low. And uh, what happened was I, I got it back from Apple Valley, but I couldn't get it over to the repair site over at Highland, so I had to have it pulled. It's sitting over there. It's supposed to be diagnosed today. But I'm wondering if you've ever heard any problems with the focus uh, line uh, in regards to uh, losing that uh, uh, connection between the engine and transmission. You can't. You step on the gas and nothing happens. Yeah, there, I mean, um, with any vehicle, and I, I do believe in that particular vintage of that car, they do have some transmission issues. Obviously, they'll assess the vehicle, connect or scan to with the light being on. There'll be some fault codes. Um, there might be something pertaining to an input or output sensor. Uh, there might be a control solenoid, something along those lines. In some cases, some of those pieces are serviced separately, which won't require the complete replacement of a transmission. Um, so have them go through the diagnosis process, make sure they're thorough and accurate, um, and if there's an external repair that can be done, I'm all for it. Hopefully not too expensive, get you back on the road. If it gets to be where it needs a whole transmission, you'll have to decide, depending on the condition in the vehicle, whether it's worth or worth not, not worth the, the investment. Nick, I know we have to look at uh, that forecast coming up here in a moment, but I, I know Alan has been hanging on the phone here for calling in from St. Paul. So let's get uh, Alan's question answered. Alan, thanks for waiting. What is your question, please? Yeah, good morning, uh, Denny and uh, Nick. I have a question. I have a friend that has a 2016 Ford Fusion original tires on it, and they're called Michelin Green. I think they're called Touring Tires. And he says they have good tread uh, depth on the tires, but he's having an extreme difficult time in this winter weather, and it's just like not really holding the uh, snow weather on it. And I was wondering, uh, what would you say that may be happening for that person? Because other people are not having the problem he has with his Ford Fusion. Well, um, a lot of things contribute to winter driving. 
Obviously, when the roads are icy, no one has any traction. But in regular traditional snow, uh, packed snow, you would, it's reasonably expect that you should be able to have good handling and the ability to stop. Uh, as tires do age, which they don't, the model year of the vehicle doesn't sound too old, but depending on the age of the tires, um, um, you know, if they, were, if they were made the previous year, a tire, even four or five years old, the rubber should still be pliable. It should be good. It should have good traction. I would recommend that he have somebody take a look at the tires themselves, not just the tread, but if you start seeing any cracking, that means that the tire is starting to dry out. And if that happens, you won't have as good traction Winter, wet weather, any kind of adverse uh, road conditions, you, you might not have the traction you would expect. Um, you know, you can also try rotating the tires, put them in different positions. If they're worn abnormally, that might help. Um, you know, I, I haven't seen the car, so I can't give you a sure sign there, but that would be the places I would start. All right, very good. Nick, hang on. We're going to take a quick look at our forecast uh, and uh, get back to some uh, text messages. Don't want to leave those fo- folks out either. This is CCO's Car Care Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Stay with us. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Nick Stoffel, ASE Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive in uh, St. Paul, answering your questions this morning. Nick will be with us for a few more minutes. Nick, as usual, we have callers and we have texters. I want to grab some texts, but I believe Mike and Faribault has been hanging on the line. Mike is probably going to be our last phone caller this morning. Mike, thanks for hanging on. What's your question? Morning, Denny, Nick. Uh, electrical gremlins in a 2014 D-Max hybrid. I keep burning out headlight bulbs. Uh, last year, I put in 12 bulbs. Sometimes oh, wow. low beams, sometimes high beams. Is there uh, anything that you would know of from working on anything? Well, the two, um, my two opinions on concerns about light bulbs is uh, completely checking the electrical circuit. If there's uh, a poor ground connection, you may be pulling a little extra power through that battery to make that, or through that bulb to make the. Um, complete the circuit so therefore you can satisfy the ground and you can get a voltmeter if you're capable and check your drops of voltages across those different connections. Um, the other item that I see is vibration. We don't ever think about it, but if for some reason if the bulb is not seated properly or if the whole headlight assembly is a little bit loose or there's a little ex- extra vibration, you're shaking that bulb. And that's definitely going to shorten its life also. The last thing, when you install the bulb, You have to be 100% careful not to touch the glass. It's a halogen bulb. The oils from your finger will get on the glass. It will etch into it, cause it to overheat, and make the bulb burn out. So check for any voltage drops. If you have that capability or get some help, uh, make sure that everything's secure and tight, no extra vibration. The last thing, when you put the bulb in, make sure you do not touch the glass and get any oil or anything on that glass for the bulb. That's got to be frustrating, all those bulbs. Well, and then if you try putting a light bulb in the car, you know, we go back far enough, Danny, it used to be you had four screws that held it in. Yeah. And now you have to get your hand behind the assembly, and there was a period of time when it was fairly simple, but with cars and spacing, there's such a tight area to try to turn your hand the wrong way and counterclockwise rotate. You know, you're you're, you're performing surgery on a light bulb, which is kind of silly. 
but you have to be very careful with patience. It, it can be accomplished with experience, obviously, but um, I think if he does those three things, he should have some success. Well, good, good luck, Mike, for sure. Um, I tell you what, let's let's grab a text uh, here. A mom has a text in from Annandale about her son's 2011 or 2014 Mazda automatic sealed transmission. Now it clunks when shifting from neutral into drive. Do you have any ideas? Is that a sign of transmission failure? Well, you, you worry about transmission. You also worry about drive axles because the the clunk is obviously something shifting, and if the transmission is uh, operational fine. It seems to be shifting fine, forward, reverse, through all the different speeds. I would have somebody look a little closer at those drive axles. If one of those axle joints is worn, you're taking up that slack when you put it into gear. That's worrisome because it's hard on the transmission. But number two, if that axle were to somehow fail, the car would not be drivable wherever he sits. We always, as you know, Nick, have the smartest listeners uh, around, and we, we always uh, get uh, questions, rather answers or some suggestions from those listeners. Team effort, Denny. Absolutely. Well, here's one, and I can't remember the gentleman's name who called in earlier about the flasher problem. Yes. Um, this uh, texter says, try changing the flasher. They're bi-metal and get weak with age, the flasher is. So that's a suggestion for yeah, that. Yeah, older uh, vehicles all came with that little small little can, if you remember it. No. Yeah. Easy enough to replace. You can go to a parts store, give them the application. They should have that on the shelf. Once you have the example of a new one, you know what you're looking for in the old one, and you should be able to just unplug it and plug the new one in. Another text says this, Nick. I just bought a 2019 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. Can I push the auto snow gravel button while I'm driving, going from the snowy side roads to a cleared freeway, or do I need to stop before pushing the button? They want to protect the vehicle. Also, the dealership said all work done, but the service... Service engine uh, light keeps coming on, even though all the work was done. If it's a maintenance light, that would be for the maintenance work that should be reset. If it's a service engine light, there's some sort of fault that's flagging that. And my wisdom tells me anytime I'm switching things on the vehicle, I want to stop. That being said, with um, on-the-fly, while-you're-driving type of situations. He should read the owner's manual. I suspect it'll say that you can make that switch while you're driving, but I'm sure somewhere in the owner's manual will tell you how to operate that system for the snow drive or the snow gravel type road setting, um, and that'll give him a better a better answer. Always good to do is read that manual when That's all else fails. Book. It was in the glove box when I bought the car, forgot all about it. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Uh, I think we have time for one more text, and we have All to right. let you go. Uh, referring to the call texter says, from the guy with a higher-than-expected RPM at 70, could he have pressed a button on the shift lever that put the transmission into sport mode or similar mode, which may differ by manufacturer? Changes the shift points, texter says. Because it was, a new, it was a new car. I don't a think newer car. It's a newer car. I don't think we have a shift point issue. I, I thought about maybe he kicked it out of overdrive. But even that is only a few hundred RPMs. If it's truly at seven, at four thousand RPMs at seventy, it's like it's not getting in that final gear. It's like it's one gear too low. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, if he slows down, watches the gauges, there's no warning lights on. I'm fairly confident he should make it to his destination. But upon that, he should make an appointment to get that looked at. Speaking of appointments, if anybody wants to do that with you folks at Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul, how do we do that? I know you're open today for a a couple of hours or so, but uh, how do we get in touch with you guys? Yeah, uh, for an appointment, always give us a call, 651-228-1111. 
1316. If you need advice or if you have your car somewhere, I don't, I like to talk as we all know. And if you're confused, <laughs> frustrated, upset, let me help. I've done this my whole adult life. I can try to help make sense of it. Um, you can also make an appointment online on our website, which is lloydsautomotive.net. And then once we get through the COVID world that we're in, um, and you're walking down Grand Avenue at 982 Grand Avenue, stop in and say hi. Yeah, just uh, just uh, you can kind of lean in the door and and wave to uh, Jimmy and and Suds and all those guys there, and yes, you sir. too for that. Matter. And Danny, because Danny's here all the time anyway. So you know. <laughs> that's right. You're going to put me to work like cleaning up. Or I'm going to find a job for you. You don't worry. <laughs> all, right. all right, Nick. Thanks so much, Nick. Uh, Nick Stoffel. Uh, good to good to hear from you again, Nick. Uh, great folks there at Lloyd's Automotive. St. Paul. Keep in mind that uh, Jack Farrell is uh, standing by for his wine chat. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, uh, Julie Weisenhorn from the University of Minnesota will, will be with us uh, answering your lawn and garden questions. And that, that's going to be another busy hour. So uh, stay tuned for that. Get those garden, lawn and garden questions ready and stay tuned next for Jack Farrell here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.